This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. It's a tremendous course. We have to have the Rav of Nergatin come and speak for us. As you all know, I, I got up from Shiva not too long ago. And my brother-in-law, Nasi, had dedicated a Shia lineage with my mother. And there's one thing I could say that... Um, Whenever we, I'd come back and Sarah Gladson said this or Gladson that, she was always very interested and enamored by it. And it's, it's something that a shear that we could have that could reach everyone, all different walks of life. And we're very zeicher to have the love come all the way from Queens, plan her, and I can't thank him enough, and I can't thank my brother. Cedars. Cedars, sorry. Cedars, I don't know what Cedars is. Outside Lakewood. <laughs> and thank you very much, Nasi, for bringing him also. Thank you. Okay. Let me put this here. Okay. Okay, thank you so much for Shiva for the warm introduction. I think already I'm here more than three times. Uh, I was once zeichet to be here on Chanukah, on Zoyish Chanukah, and many other occasions. So uh, it's a great zchus to be in the uh, Yeshiva Hakadosha. We wish uh, the Rashiva a tremendous hatzlacha together with all the Rabbeim, all the Tamidim, and I thank uh, my good you did, Reb Nasi, for uh, bringing me here and giving me the great zchus to share with you. Some thoughts today. Today we're going to speak about an Indian, and I think we could uh, all admit that you know we have three Amudim in this world. Two of them, I think, are doing pretty good. Amud Hatoira. Here we are. We're in the Ir Hatoira Lakewood. Unbelievable. You know, even I live in New York, but I don't. You know, and I live in the tri-state area, but I don't live in, in Lakewood. Lake Ir Hatoira. But uh, Baruch Hashem, in our dar, in our times, we have so many yeshivas, so many young light, mamish learning, ba'amelos, and biyagia, and, and really schwitzing and learning. And even balabatim, the level of balabatim today, dafyoimi shiurim, tremendous limarat throughout the world. The chesed today is, is unbelievable. You have a gemach for everything you could possibly imagine, anything you might need. You need a left shoelace, you go to the left shoelace gemach, and you know, you can have different colors, different sizes. The chesed and klal Yisrael is tremendous. But I think by our, our own admission, the amur of tefillah, I think we could all admit, could use some chizuk. I think, you know, especially B'nai Yeshiva, I remember at one time, I walked in with my grandfather to, uh, to shul, and we came early, so I went to get a siddur, and I want to get a safer, like a good yeshiva bachar, because, you know, davening is learning time, obviously, right? And my grandfather said, what's the safer for? So, said, maybe in between Kel uh, Odoin and Hamiz Goya, there might be a few moments, they could ha- so it's tefillah, it's not darachat. You know, you don't learn that. And there's a certain yashas to it, you know? The halacha is that during tefillah, you know how to learn, you know, 
you know, during Chazar Sashatz, many people all of a sudden they become very, very big masmidim, and that's not my place to tell you what to do. Ask your Abayim. Rabbi Chaim Knievsky says, if you're Mavra Sedger again, then you have to do it again. Okay, if you want to do it twice, you could do it twice. It's <laughs> definitely Marich and Yama Vashnoisav, it's not a problem. And uh, if you make a siyam during the nine days, you could be machshel a lot of people and eating basar at some kind of uh, sudas rishos. That's all, it's all good. And I'm not, not paskening, I mean, but uh, that's what Chaim Knievsky writes. Based on Mishnah Bura, I mean, I think, you know, most Orthodox Jews follow that. So, but again, that's not what I'm here for. I think the reason why people are so looking, okay, it's diving, so let me find something to learn, because uh, people are pretty bored during tefillah. That's, uh, so, so let's give a few examples and a few illustrations. So you say, Ms. Marshir, and they say, Baruch and then they say, Hoidu. So you say, okay, Hoidu, I praised Hashem, so now what? Mizmar al-Saida? Well, I did that already. I already said Mizmar. I already, I already thanked Hashem. I already praised Hashem. No, okay, again, I'll say Mizmar al-Saida. Now, now Yehi Chavoid. Now, what am I doing now? I already... So we just figure, okay, we got to get through now, in the next 45 minutes, 100 pages, and we'll basically rattle through. We have no idea what the nafkamina is between Yehi Chavoid and Mizmar al-Saida, and the first Halalukah, and the second Halalukah, and the Vayivarach David. They're all the same. Basically, right now, I'm not able to learn, so I'm going to try to rattle off these uh, 100 pages as fast as I can. And uh, in my humble opinion, the reason why tefillah is not that meaningful to us is because we don't know anything whatsoever, nothing about it. We have no clue at all, not the first thing about davening. And we could go 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. And the longer we say it, the more meaningless it becomes because we're just saying again something that meant nothing yesterday. So the first thing I would just like to share with you is that in order to appreciate davening, it should be learned like any other Mitzaya and Taira because uh, a person cannot have chashivas for something that they don't know anything about. So if you learn about it, then it will be chashiv to you. If a person doesn't learn about it, then uh, it won't be chashiv to you. Now, obviously, don't take off any time from Seder. You could speak to your Abayim, how, what, when, where. But that's the first you said. If you don't learn about it, it can't have any meaning to a person. So let's say, I'll give you one example. Mizmar l'sayda. What in the world is Mizmar l'sayda? No, the Shulchan Aruch says, you should say Mizmar l'sayda, b'kal ram, and you should say it, b'negina, and you should stand up when you say it. What exactly is so significant about Mizmar l'sayda that you should say it out loud, and you should say it benegina, and you should say it bekaram. How is mizmor l'soida different than any other part of davening? So, uh, Rav Avram Falaji, he, he says he, he never understood. Here you have a, a sif in Shulchan Aruch, and the Shulchan Aruch says this is the most important part of the Pesuk Zimra, and uh, I don't know, what, you know. And he said, until I saw from the Megala Mukais, what Mizmar Saida is. And then I realized, okay, now I understand. Mizmar Saida basically is the Hakdama to the whole Davani. So you start off like this Mizmar Saida. So we know, Ein Oyndim Lispalel Elamitach Divrei Halacha. So Mizmar Hariu Lashem Kal Haaretz Rashi Tevois Halacha. That's the beginning of them. Okay. Hariu Lashem Kal Ivdu Es Hashem Besimcha. What's the first part of Davani? Gavodis Hakarbonis. So that's. 
Bayu Lefana Bernana is Psuke de Zimra. Bayu Lefana Bernana. Now we're up to Shema. Now, what is Shema? First thing is Yidiyas Hashem. Ah, the, the big Ayin and the big Dalit. Du ki Hashem hu alaykim. What's the other Inyan of Shema? So this is very important. The Ramach Evarim. That there are 248 words in Shema, can I get the 248 limbs? He made us. Now, does everyone have 248 limbs? The Gemara Nadarim says only Yisrael has 248 limbs. Akum has 243. So, we belong to him, but not to Umay Sa'ilam. So here's a halacha in Shulchan Aruch that maybe is not fully understood. Shulchan Aruch says that one should say Shema be'ema be'yira be'reses of You should say Shema with fear, with trembling, with uh, trepidation. Why should you get so worked up when you say Shema? You have people shaking, they don't know what to do, they're going out of their kalim. Well, say, Rabbi, what are you thinking right now? Why are you so nervous? So why should you say Shema be'ema bira v'resos v'zeya? So Mishabruah quotes the Tshuva Sarajba that when uh, it says ki o'ilecha ha'iragnu kal ha'yoyim that we're, we're killed, so to speak, for HaKadosh Baruch every day. So the Rajba explains that when one says Shema they're supposed to think, they're supposed to imagine if ever put to the ultimate test would one be willing to be moist or nefesh al-Kiddush Hashem that one would give up their life al-Kiddush Hashem so when, one, when a person says Shema they're supposed to be thinking that if ever put to the test they would be killed for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. that's the Yisoyed of Shema and that's also Marumaz we're like the sheep of his pasture willing to go L'Shchita so those are the three Ikarim of Shema. De'u ki Hashem olekim. Yediyat Hashem. Yeramach evarim. Hu asanu v'layanachnu. And then, willing to be, to be moiksa nevashah kedosh Hashem, amoy v'tsoyin marisay. Fine. Now we're up to Shema Nesrei. Bayu sha'arav b'sayda. Bayu sha'arav b'sayda are the three first brachos of Shema Ne'esrei. That's the sha'ar with which you enter before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chatzei roisav are the thirteen middle brachos of Shema Ne'esrei. Ha'idu lai baruchu shemai is Ritzei. We wouldn't have necessarily thought that Ritzei occupies such an integral part of the Avodah. No. Ha'idu lai baruchu shemai is Ritzei. Ki toi v'ashem li'olam chazdai is moidim. And the Adar Vadar Amunasai is Simshalim. So basically, Mizmar Lasaida is like a, a summary of what we're about to do. You know, before you do something, you always say, like in the Seder, before you start the Seder, say Kadesh, Orchatz, Karpas, Yachatz, Magid. So that's what we do in Davening. Mizmar Lasaida, we say what the order of Tefillah is. Now, Reb Schwab writes, Psukh the Zimra, and we're going to come back to this, has five parts. You have to know where in Pesukah de Zimra you're holding. Which, by the, way, by the way, it means you have to come to Pesukah de Zimra. And you have to come to the beginning of Pesukah de Zimra. And that means you have to have your tefillin on before the davening starts so you can actually say the whole Pesukah de Zimra. Because, you know, here's another thing. You can ask your rabbeim, but a lot of people, they come to davening and they say, Matoivu and Adoinoilam and Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtam, and they say everything, 
But when the Shliach Tzibur starts Shemana Esrei, they're up to Yoytzar Ovarei Choyshech. So they're very good Yidin. The only thing is they never daven with a minion in their entire life. See, there are a lot of from, because the definition of dying with a minion is starting Shemana Esrei with the Tzibur. So you don't start Shemana Esrei with Tzibur, you can down with a minion. You're a great guy, we love you. You know how to learn. You can learn Toysis with Reb Chaim, and you could do tremendous chesed, you just didn't down with a minion. Yeah, but I stayed, in, I was sitting in the room where ten Jews prayed with a, with a quorum. That's good for you, but you didn't down with a minion. Definition of down with a minion. So you have to make sure it's about timing also. You gotta, you gotta be here to be able to execute the tefillah with a minion. But you want to get in and I could give Musr, because you know, the Rabbeim here, you give Musr, you go, go to a different yeshiva. Here they blame it, they brought in some, some guy from, we're from Queens, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, okay. So here are the five parts of Tzukah I was I was in Queens. I learned in Queens only 20 years. I'm still, I still uh, give shiram. It's good. Here are the far, five parts of Tzukah Dezimra. Negadelcha, Neshabechacha, Nefaercha, Venamlichacha, Venazkerashemcha. Five parts of Pesukah Zimra. The first part is Negadocha. You ever realize? Now here's the thing. Haidu. Um, Haidu starts like this. Anybody know? Where is Haidu? Where does it come from? Tehillim, right? No, not yet. Not, not, not in the Siddur. Haidu comes from Devei Hayamim. There's an identical uh, chapter in uh, Haidu that comes from uh, Tehillim, but this comes from Devei Hayamim. What's Haidu doing in Pesukah Zimra? The answer is, that's the big machlokis Ashkenaz and Sfarad. The reason why Sfarad puts it outside of Pesukah Zimra, because it's not really part of Pesukah Zimra. Because the Haidu, until... was the shear that they sang in the Beis HaMikdash when the carbon Tamit Shel Shachar was brought. So really it's part of Karbanais. So the Sonosuch Svarad puts it before Pesukah the Zimra. Then, Shiru Hashem Kol Haaretz until Vayir Mechalam Amen Vahala Hashem is the shear of the Tamit Shel Bein Harbayim. So the first part of Hoidu is not really part of Pesukah Zimra. Again, Hoidu until Uvinviyah Tereu is the shear of the Tamit Shal Shachar. Shir Lashem Kalaratz until Roimimu is the shear of Shalbein Arabayim. Why the Chazin says out loud, Kikol Elekehu Amim Elilim, Hashem Shemayim Masa? Who says he should say it out loud? Nobody says he should say it out loud. Yeah, but in this Siddur it puts a thing there. I don't know, nobody knows who put it there. It's not supposed to be there. He stops by. Uvinviyayal Tareo is the first stop, the second stop is Vahal Hashem. Why the Chazan stops there? If anyone comes up with even a bad answer to this question, um, the Rashiva will give you $100. Okay? So that's the first thing. Now we start Psukkah de Zimra. Psukkah de Zimra, the first part of Psukkah de Zimra is called Negadelcha. <laughs> this is just introduction. Okay? <laughs> well. The first part of Sukkot the Zimra, by the way, in the Siddur of Yaakov Emden, there's no, there's no thing over there. In the old Siddurim, there's nothing there. I, I, here, here's the bad answer. The bad answer is, since you need to pause after Elilim, so they made a thing there. So they go, oh, okay, so let's say it out loud. This way everybody knows to stop there. That's the best answer. 
This is all the very yama. Yeah. Okay. So the first part of Sigazim is Negadelcha. What, is, what does it mean, Negadelcha? So, yeah, to make Hashem great. That's not what Gidol means. What does Gidol mean? The Pasuk says, Gedilim Taselcha. What are Gedilim? Tassels. Or Miriam Megadel Seyar. Miriam the Sheitomacher, the Gemara. She braids hair. Gidol is like this. All of a sudden, we say, That comes from Tehillim Tzadik Tesei. Then we say, That comes from Tehillim Tzadik Tes What do these two psukim have to do with each other? The answer is, there's a type of praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu where you braid together two psukim that have the same topic and you braid it together as one, as one praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a form of Shavach, Gidol. Then we take three random sukkim of Rachum, Rachmanus, and we braid them together. Rachum. That's braid number two. That's the second braid. There's seven braids. And then there's a braid of Oiz. Tenu Oiz Elikim. And then there's a braid of Nekama. That's the Indian of the Gidol. Negadelcha. What's the Indian of Gidol? So, um, they're chasanim over here, yeah? So, here's a little tip. If you come home a Friday, Erev Shabbos, and you buy 12 red roses every single Friday, 12 red roses, 12 red roses, 12, so what in the world? What kind of, this is boring. You know, sometimes you have to get a bouquet of flowers, different kinds of flowers. When, the diff, when you put different kinds of flowers together, it creates a, a unique bouquet. Same thing with praising Hashem. You can't just say, okay, now we're going to say Perkuf Mem Vav, now we're going to say Kuf Mem Zayin. There's a certain type of Shevach of a Kodesh Baruch We take different Sukkim and Tanakh from different places that talk about a similar theme and you put them together. So just, it's Kedai to be conscious and awake when you're saying these words, realize there's a braid of Racham, a braid of Oiz, a braid of Nekama, a braid of Yeshua, a braid of Bitacha, and that basically comprises Haidu. Okay, so that's um, a few things to be, uh, to be aware of. Now I want to share with you two approaches to Tefillah, and I think if we're able to even walk away with these two approaches to Tefillah, it will, Bezos Hashem, enhance and elevate our Tefillah, Okay, I'm giving you a sheet because I like to give out sheets. I like to give out papers. And um, one side is color. Don't look at the color. You're not allowed to look at the color side. You're only allowed to look at the black and white side. At the end, we're going to look at the color side. Okay, you're good with that? Don't look at it, please. Okay. So the, the first approach... I think is very Pashat. Sometimes in order to uh, connect with something, in order for something to be more meaningful, you have to go back, mamish, to the basics. And the basics are three lines in the Chavis Hababais. Because if you ask most people, what's the Tachlis of Tefillah? The Tachlis of Tefillah is, I need something. And I'm going to answer you, Bani Shalom, and he's going to answer me. That's why I'm davening. I'm davening because I need something. So I'm going to ask him, and Be'ezus Hashem, Hashem is going to say yes. The purpose of davening is Bakasha. And we're going to learn that davening has absolutely nothing to do with getting what you need. Oh, I need a Shidduch. 
So my Iker Avoida Tfila is Ribbon Sham. Please help me find a Shek. Ribbon Sham, grant me Hatzlacha in learning. Ribbon Sham, help me in this issue. That's what almost everybody thinks that the purpose of Tfila is to get from Hashem what you need. And we're going to learn it's Bechlau, not any of the purpose of davening. It's not a purpose of davening. So the one purpose that we came in, oh, I know why I like davening, because it's a way of getting from Hashem what I need. That's the one thing that we actually relate to in davening. I came to burst your bubble. That's not even a purpose of davening to begin with. So what? So, but we make so many bakashas. No, no. Any of the bakashas we make has nothing to do with actually getting what we need. And we're going to see. Chavos Havavos writes, three lines, Veroi lecha achi shateda. Brother, it's kedai for you to know. Ki batfila, our kavana, our intent, our objective in davening, eina ki in. You know what eina ki in means? Is only, meaning nothing else is a tachlis. Number one, ki im kolois hanefesh el holakim, is for the neshama to be able to yearn for hakadosh baruch. So that's a very important question to ask ourselves. Okay, I finished Mincha. In my Mincha, was this an expression? Did my Neshama yearn for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Mincha? If yeah, good, great. You fulfilled the Tachlis HaTfilah. If not, so we have what to, uh, to strive for. That's purpose number one. Number two, Kniyasa Lefanov, humility before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The purpose of davening is to stand in humility before the Melch Machi Amlachim. Number three, Imray Memusa Labaira, elevating the Creator. Number four, Veshivcha Vahaydas Lashmai, praising and thanking Him. Number five, listen carefully, Vehashlachas Kol Yahaveh Olav, throwing one's peckle on Akadash Baruchu. Not, I need something, this is a way for me to get it. No, that's not a tachlis of tefillah. We hope the Rebbe will answer us, but that's not the purpose of tefillah. The purpose is the act of bitachin that we have, tzrachim. The act of saying, Rebbe it's not within my capacity to get what I need. I put it on you and I recognize you're the only one who could help me. That avoidah of putting my needs on HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the purpose of davening. Not getting from Hashem what you need, but the act of putting it upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So then, it's always worthwhile to focus on these words of the Chavos HaVavos. So at the very least, at the end of the davening, you could say, you know what? In this Shachris, in this Mincha, in this Mariv, I was Mekayim, the five Avoidus HaTfilah. So it's probably worthwhile to try to identify. So I'm not telling you to have Kavana even for... You could, you could not have Kavana for 99% of the words. Just try to find five places in the Tfilah where you could be Mekayim, these five Inyanim. Because if, if you could walk away from a davening and say, you know what? In this 10-minute mincha, in this 50-minute chakras, I was Mekayim, the five mailas hu'al yoinois of avodas Hashem, you could walk away with a geshmak, you could put it in your back pocket. You know what? I could take out of this tefillah the five main avodas of avodas Hashem, so you could walk away 
three times a day. I put in my back pocket the three avoidos valyonos. You could choose any place you want to be mekayim these inyanim. When you say the pasuk, nafshenu chiksa Lashem, my neshama yearns for Hashem. Okay, so mark in the siddur. Okay, in this at this at this time, mekayim. What the Chavos Avava says, the tachas atfila is kolois hanefesh el ho'alakim. When you say Hashem Sufasai Tiftach, think, okay, now, I'm being Mekayim, the Inyan, that when I stand in Tefillah, I am humbling myself before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that I recognize I can't even open up my mouth without the assistance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Obviously, Moedim were thanking Hashem, but be aware, okay, now I'm fulfilling one of the main objectives of Avodah Hashem in general, and that is to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I think if a person would be able to identify, yeah, Avada, everybody knows in Shema Kalein, okay, I'm going to ask Hashem for, for what I need. But why am I asking Hashem for what I need? Am I asking Hashem for what I need because I want to get it? Or am I asking Hashem for what I need as an act of bitachin that I recognize I can't help myself and I put everything on Hashem? Now this is a complete reality check. Because you stop 999 people out of a thousand, you say, why am I davening? I'm davening. Because I don't have A, B, and C. And this is how I get it. No, that's not the purpose of davening. So that alone is a chidush oyoim v'noyro chidush nefla. Now I want to share with you what to me is, personally, the most um, beneficial approach to davening that I think could really uh, upgrade our whole approach in, in general. And let's start like this. Imagine a person was able to go to the, the holiest spot on earth. Imagine a person was able to go to the Beis HaMikdash. So you made a trip to, to the Beis HaMikdash. Harav Agoyin, Rav Berger Shlita put up a poster on the wall over there where it says emergency exit only that any Bachram who learn Seder Beretzifos for three hours straight. Not, not they don't look at their phone. Their phone is up, is in the dorm. Then he's going to take them to the base of Mikdash. So everybody does it. And they get on a, on a plane. The Rashiva charters uh, his personal jet. And he takes everybody to the base of Mikdash. They land in the Ezra's Nashim. It's 3 a.m. What's going on in the Ezra's Nashim 3 a.m.? People are gathered over there. People are saying Tehillim. People are saying Tachnunim. People are getting ready for, you know, when the coin says, okay, we're open for business. So all of a sudden, the big doors of Shar Nikna are open. And the Levim come down the 15 steps and they start playing music. And everyone starts walking up the steps of Shar Nikna. Now, who's the, who's the attendant in the yeshiva? You have a janitor over here? No. The Rashiva doesn't want to say who. <laughs> but imagine if there was a Tony. Tony. Tony comes, he cleans up. Tony came along. To the, you know, he came on the trip with you. And he's there in the, uh, in the Azara. Why not? He's allowed to come over there. But then he sees on the, on the wall, right next to Sharnikar, it says, Akum has to stay out. So Tony's walking up the 15 steps of Sharnikar, and all of a sudden... Tony is over there, he, he has to stand outside. And all the Akam, they're standing outside, and they're screaming, this is bias, this is prejudice. And they have a, a whole kind of protest. 
and they start threatening the Yidin that are coming in, and we run in, we run in for our life, and we leave them behind. And then you come to the Ezra Sisrael, which is 11 Amois, and then there are three steps of the Duchen, where the Kaihanim are Mavarech, and then you see the massive Mizbeach. And then past the Mizbeach is an area called Bain Ha'ulam Lemizbeach. Now, once you get Bain Ha'ulam Lemizbeach, how many steps take you from the Mizbeach until the Ulam? You have 12 steps plus the platform, a total of 13, and you have the Pesach Ha'ulam. And you walk through the Pesach Ulam, and the Ulam is it's, it's very, it's wider than the Heichal. And you look up at the ceiling. You know what you would see if you saw uh, you were in the Ulam? You would see chains coming down from the ceiling. The Pirchei Kahuna would climb up the chains, and on the ceiling of the Ulam, there would be two crowns. One for the crown of Zerubavel, and one the crown of Mashiach. And then you would open up the Pesach HaHeichal. And unbelievable, on the right side, in the Tzafayin, you saw the Shulchan and the Tzafayin. And on the left side, you saw the Menorah Shabbatarim. And straight ahead, you saw the Mizbech HaKtoyres. Past the Mizbech HaKtoyres, you would see the Paroiches. And then you would be Lefnai V'Lefnim in the Kodesh HaKdashim, the holiest spot on earth. If only we could make that trip. You know the, you know the story about Yosef Meshisa. The Romans told him, go chap, go in and chap uh, one of the came of the Beis And he went in one time and they told him, okay, do it one more time. And he said, I can't do it. They said, do it one more time, we'll elevate you, we'll promote you. He said, I can't do it. And they killed him, and they tortured him, and they ripped him apart. And the question is, he was willing to do it one time, so why didn't he do it a second time? I believe the Panavich says, because once he went into the base HaMikdash, he was changed forever, he was elevated, and he became a different person. And even though he went in as a Rosh Marusha, he emerged as a Tzaddik, and he was Moisar Nefesh HaKadosh Hashem. We understand, writes, if you would merely put your feet on the Azar, that's why you can't wear shoes in the Azar, you'd get a rush of Chachmas Hashem right through your feet into your Mayach. Imagine if you could make the trip into the Beis HaMikdash. So here's where, here's where it developed for me. I'll tell you an interesting thing. There's another Tshuva Sarajva. You wake up in the morning, and what's the first thing you do? You wash Negevach. And then you get dressed, you take care of what you need to, and right before davening, what do you do? You wash your hands again. Right? Yeah. And what do you... Do when you wash your hands again, you make a bracha, you say in a tilsidaim. Why do you make a bracha on tilsidaim? You're eating, you're eating bread before you daven. Why do you make a bracha on tilsidaim? Says the Rajbah. Because every morning is a new day of Avoidah. And you have to inaugurate your new Avoidah Sashem. So, how does a Koyin inaugurate his daily Avoidah Sashem? He washes his hands from the Kiar. So, you have to inaugurate. Every day, a yid is like a koyin, and he has to inaugurate his avodas Hashem by washing his hands, and he makes a bracha on a Fine. That's the tshuva sarajma. Then there's another interesting halacha. Yeah? Simon Sadi Dalet. Shulchan Aruch says, this is what I call the most misunderstood halacha in the whole Shulchan Aruch. It says in the Shulchan Aruch, Simon Sadi Dalet, when you get up to Davin, if you're standing in Chutz Aretz, Yachser Panov Keneged Eretz Yisrael. You should, what does that mean? You should face Eretz Yisrael. Says the Mechaber, V'yichavin gam li Why 
Ula mikdash, ula beis kashiyakadashem. So I think most misinterpret this. Okay, first I'm standing, I'm facing Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, but then the Mechaber says, I should be Mechaving to Shalim. Okay. Now I'm facing Yishalim. Now, I have to face the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Okay. Now I did it. That's what people think. Says the Mishnah that's not what it means. There's no Halacha, you're supposed to face Yishalim. And there's no Halacha, you're supposed to face the Kodesh HaKadoshim. When you're in Lakewood and you're facing Eretz Yisrael, you're good to go. You're good to go. You know what it means? You should be mechavin to shalayim. Says the Mishnah Bura, yechavin libay afalpi sheyevsher lahachser pon of kenegdam. Imagine in your mind, Ratzalayma yachshayv belibay verayonai kilu oimed bemikdash asher biushalayim b'makom kodesh akedashim. So the halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. When you daven Shmona Esrei, you're supposed to imagine yourself standing in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. It's not a Chumrah, it's not a Hidur, it's not a, a Kabbalistic practice. It's a Halacha and Shulchan Aruch. When you daven Shmona Esrei, you should imagine yourself standing in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So I was always wondered, that's very interesting, that means when you start off the morning, you're washing your hands from the Kiar, and when you're davening Shmona Esrei, you're in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And what about the rest of davening? I don't know. Somewhere in between, probably. And then I saw that Reb Schwab, in his uh, parish on the Siddur, is miyase the entire parish al hasidr to this approach. And then I realized it really comes from Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Because if you look in the Rabbi Yaakov Emden Siddur, on the top of every page, he tells you exactly where you are in the Beit HaMikdash. So now, flip over your sheet. And... In a nutshell, this approach to davening and this uh, appreciation for davening really lends and gives us the following uh, opportunity that if you start off davening, washing your hands from the kiyar, and Shemona Esra, you're in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, in reality what this means is that every part of davening is connected a different part of the Mikdash, which really means that when you're davening daily, you're journeying through the Beis HaMikdash until ultimately you reach your final destination, which is the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So, uh, it should be self-explanatory. Let's, let's try to go through this. You, ha- you start off davening, you're in the Ezra Snashem. And the Ezra Snashem corresponds to the Al-Natil Siyadayim, Asher Yatsar, Neshama, Matoivu, and all the um, preparatory tefillahs uh, of, the, of the day. Then, you say, Berchaz HaShachar. Oh, what a coincidence! You know how many Berchaz HaShachar there are? There are 15 Berchaz HaShachar! Well, what a coincidence that there are 15 steps that take you up from the Ezra Snashem to the Shar Niknar. Of course, it's not a coincidence. The Chazal, who formulated the Tefillah, they formulated the Seder HaTefillah after the Tzura of the Beis HaMikdash. So the 15 Berchus HaShachar take you up from the Ezra Snashem into the Berchus HaShachar. Now, I'm not saying you have to say this part You'll speak to your Rabbein, but at least you should be aware of what the journey is. But uh, the next part of davening is and 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 you say Kriya Shema. 
What's the pshat? The pshat is like we said, that once you enter the Shar Niknar, which is number 14, Tony can't go into the Shar Niknar. And all the Akum can't go into the Shar Niknar. So they want to wring your neck. They're trying to kill any Jew that's going in. So it's Mamish Sakana. So when you're going through the Shar Niknar, you were saying, Baruch Atah Hashem, Mekadeh Shimcha Barabim, Shema Yisrael Hashem, Lekeinu Hashem Echad. That's the entrance into the uh, Machne Yisrael. Now there's a little Tanadvel Yahu, which is, uh, which is said over here. And again, even if you don't say it, just it's, it's Kedai to be aware of it. It's Atahu Hashem Lekeinu. And uh, we say, we talk about kibbutz goliath. What does kibbutz goliath have to do with anything? Because we, we just left Tony outside. So basically the first 11 Amois of the Ezra's uh, Yisrael is a kibbutz goliath of all the Yisraelim that gather, gather there and that corresponds to that Tanad Then comes Karbanos. Karbanos is obvious. Karbanos corresponds to the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach is the Parshas HaTamid and the Ezehu Makaiman. Now we're ready to almost start Pesukah the Zimra. And you look at this diagram of the Beis HaMikdash. And by the way, I, this diagram comes from a Gemara that's published by Art Scroll. And I have uh, Rishus from Masar Publications to give it to you today. I asked them explicit Rishus, otherwise I don't want you know, to... And they said, how many Bachram are there? I said... About 50. So if you, you can get some more. Okay. Anyway, so the, the, how many steps are there taking you up from the Mizbeach until the, the Ulam? 13 steps. 12 plus the platform. Rabbi Shmuel Bahem. Okay. Now you're ready to enter the Ulam. The Pesach Ulam is Baruch Shomar. The Pesach HaHechal is Yishtabach. So you enter the Ulam through the gateway of Baruch Amar. you exit the Ulam, uh, you enter number 54, you exit number 58, and as we mentioned, what's on the ceiling in the Ulam, the chains, and that is Pesukah de Zimra. An Iker part of understanding Pesukah de Zimra is understanding the Hemshech of one parak to the next. There's a certain Der uh, Halimud when you're learning Toysis, not just the Lamdus, to get the Hemshech of Toysis. Okay, Toysis says, Vimtoimar Vyeshalaimar. Now Toysis says, Vimtoimar. Why is that Akasha, Davka, now? What did Toysis say then? All of a sudden now. So there's certain Svarim that are very, um, make these observations. Uh, the Marshal Maram Shif, Lechem Abirim, these types of Svarim talk about this. The Iker you said of Zimra is how one pair strings into the next. That's why. If, Ashrei really ends. So why do we say Because since we're about to start Hallelujah, so they appendaged to the end of Ashrei a pasuk that ends Hallelujah to hook in Hallelujah, Hallelujah. That's the yisoid of Sukkot Zimra to, to understand how one yisoid Hu'amuna flows into the next. That's why there are chains on the ceiling in the ulam. And now we enter the Heichal. There are two ways to come to recognize and understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Ramam says a person could recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the Bria, through the physical world. 
to study nature, to study the creation, to study the human body. That is represented by the Shulchan. The Shulchan is the physical world. That is the Shulchan on the right side. That is the Shulchan in the north. The Shulchan represents the Bria, the Bracha of Yoitzer Ar Uvoyre Choyshech Oisasham Varasakal. That's the Bracha of creation. But of course, we know the Ramam says the other way to recognize the Kaddish Baruch Hu and the preferred way to recognize the Kaddish Baruch Hu is through the Torah, and that is Ahavarabah, the Bracha of Ahavarabah. What does Ahavarabah correspond to? The Menorah Shabbatorim. The Menorah was the Torah. Somebody would ask a good kasha. What would Reb Tarfin say? Kafdar v'Ferach. The Menorah was the medium with, through which all Torah came down to the world. So, the Shulchan on the right side is the Bracha of Yotzerar. The Menorah on the left side is the Bracha of Ahavarabah. And then we have the Mizbeach Haktoras in the center. Now, here's the Yisaid. What, do you, what are you makriv on the Mizbeach HaKtoyres? You're not makriv behima. You're makriv Ketoyres. That corresponds to being makriv the Nefesh. What's the Avoid of Kriyashma? Avoid of Kriyashma is that a person uh, accepts upon themselves that they would offer their own Neshama Ta'kadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Mizbeach HaKtoyres, front and center. The Mizbeach HaKtoyres is Kriyashma. And then there's this little flimsy separation between Kriyashma and Shemana Esrei, the bracha of Gaal Yisrael, that you can't be mafsik at all between Gaal Yisrael and Shemana Esrei. Gaal Yisrael is the paroichas. And you open the paroichas, and when you're standing Shemana Esrei, you're not all of a sudden jumping into the Kayash HaKadoshim. You've been preparing the entire tefillah from the very beginning of the Siddur, that when you're davening Shemana Esrei, you're not facing the Kayash HaKadoshim. You're not standing in the direction of the Kayash HaKadoshim. You are literally standing in the Kayash HaKadoshim. And then the end of davening is you're backing out slowly, reverently, from the Kayash HaKadoshim to the Heichal, to the Ulam, to the Ezra's Koyanim, to the Ezra's Yisrael, but it's very worthwhile, even if you can't focus by mamish every single part of davening, okay, where am I now, where am I now, where am I now, there should be a general awareness that tefillah is avoida. It's not an exaggeration when we say, When we say tefillah is an avoida, it's not an exaggeration. Tefillah is an actual avoida. When you're davening, you're actually doing the avoida. And I don't think anybody who would go into the Beis HaMikdash would go in while they had the kalim on the menorah, on the shulchan. I doubt anybody would go in. The kalim, kalim, shaynim. I doubt anybody would bring in any devices, even on vibrate, into the Beis HaMikdash at the time of tefillah. I mean, that would be, you know, somebody would have to be completely out of their mind to do such a thing. So it's the same thing. That's why nobody in Kali Yisrael ever brings in any devices, even on vibrate, during tefillah. Unless there's mamisha, medical emergency, and they get rishus from the Rashiva and United Hatzalah, International Hatzalah. Otherwise, it's a bizaya and kodshim. So it's the same thing with tefillah. But it actually, if you have this uh, tzetel over here, 
It's not so complicated. You could, with very little effort, really enhance um, one's tefillah. And uh, even if a person is not mechaving to every word, but at the very least, you know where you, you are and you know what you're doing. It's, it's together, da, not only lefnei miyata oimed, but da, eifayata oimed. Recognize where you're standing. And that's why at the end of Shemana Essay, we say very simply, hi ratzayin. We say, Rebani Shalom. We were just zoichet to enter the Beis HaMikdash b'machshava. Yeratzim l'fanecha Hashem l'kenu 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 we're now ready for the real thing. If we're able to be mespalel in, in a manner of avoida, the way it was meant to be, then taka, uh, we will be zoicha bekarov to the avoida mamish in the base hamikdash sheibane mherevi amenu amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.